And welcome into Browns Cast Week 14 recap. Um, that was that was a hell of a thing, wasn't it, Matt? Yeah, it was a pretty interesting game from start to finish. Um, I just got back from the stadium. I have defrosted, and I'm happy that I defrosted and saw, witnessed a win. It was pretty nice to see. Yeah, how how was it down there? Um, up there, it, I guess. I mean, the state for the most part, I was fine. It was just my feet were frozen practically. Like whatever body heat was up here, like I'm, I'm showing where I like everything that my hands are up towards my upper body to my feet. The heat was just leaving my feet. It felt like it, 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 so my feet were frozen. But other than that, it, it, I was fine practically. A uh, lot, of, lot of talk in the pre pregame about how how it seemed like there weren't a lot of people downtown today. How was the what was the vibe down there? Um, for the most part, it felt like typical like downtown, like on a Sunday. Sure, there was probably some empty seats, but it, you wouldn't really have noticed it because. But, but it, but it was still pretty fun down there. Like, hung out at Velvet Dog, got some drinks, and then just. Uh, Went to the game and it was like typical Sunday, pretty much outside of the weather. Yeah, I mean, you, you, uh, I don't know if you've been. I think you've been to other games this year, um, but that was a uh, that was a that was a good one today. Um, you know, we we talked about it on Thursday about how we both kind of felt like this was a winnable game, even if the quote unquote worst were to happen and Trevor Lawrence were to play. And I think everything that we kind of analyzed about it was pretty pretty spot on in, in a sense like obviously the defense giving up 27 points is not quite at where they've been all year long especially at home um but they they gave up another two short field touchdowns because the offense gave the ball twice inside the 30 but yeah so it's not, a bit skewed in that in that way too like yeah I think I think the Jags only were able to muster a couple long drives the entire day. Uh, one of them was in desperation at the end. So, and the Browns weren't didn't even care because, like, yeah, waste clock. We don't care. We'll like we'll, we'll tackle you in bounds. We don't care. Yeah, they, they the the Jags had before that last touchdown drive. They had one long drive in, in the day, and it was the, the one that made it twenty eight twenty. Midway through the fourth, so you know I, I think overall it was a, a good performance by the defense. I am worried that they keep losing defensive backs. Um, I don't know what the extent of the injury on Delpit is. Uh, Sounded like a groin, so I mean, uh, didn't seem good. Yeah. Um. So we'll have to we'll get an update on that tomorrow. Hopefully Denzel Ward, who was kind of a surprise scratch, and Juan Thornhill, who. Had his calf flare up again right before the game started. Hopefully they're back next week. Um, but, you know, I think the defensive line stepped up today. I think they they finished with, what, four sacks? Four sacks that counted and then one that doesn't because it was on a two-point conversion. Yeah, yeah, like that. They had a much better day in terms of pressure than they did the last couple weeks before that. So they were definitely much more impactful this week. Yeah, um, I mean overall, just like they got they got back to some of the stuff we saw early in the season. They didn't allow rushing the the Jaguars running game to really bolster anything. 
they finished with 20 carries for 58 yards, which is, you know, about what I mean, it's, it's as good as you can, you can hope for. Um, and then, you know, they only, Jaguars only finished with 293 yards, like, and 150 of them came in their final two scoring drives. So yeah, they were, it wasn't, it wasn't like Jaguars are, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't like they were running up and down the field. Yeah. Outside of the short yard yardage possessions, they were just fairly pedestrian. It felt like they were just throwing a bunch of short passes because they couldn't, they didn't want Trevor to get hit. And then like they would make some inexplicable, just like long bombs that just were going straight to people like Greg and Martin were just feasting on these long balls that were just sailing on Trevor Lawrence. And like a lot of, game-saving interceptions in a lot of key spots. Yeah, Trevor Trevor Lawrence had made made some weird throws today. Like he he mentioned he uh he just missed uh, all three of his picks. He just was not accurate. Uh the the two deep balls were way off target. Well, the second one wasn't way off target, but you know it was, it was the guy clearly wasn't open, <laughs> no. and the one in the red, the one in the red zone, uh, he just missed. He threw it behind the ball, behind him. Like I don't know how much of that was his ankle, and but I mean he was out there and running around. It doesn't look like he was too too hampered by it. So I, I don't know how if we can sit there and and blame the uh, the ankle. Like no, like the what. The ball, yeah. the ball was lively out of his hand, so I don't think it was that. But it was just he just made some inexplicable mistakes at key spots. <laughs> yeah, like it's almost like he was. I don't want to say, like he obviously was trying to avoid taking hits. Um, he was just trying to get the ball out quick, and I guess he was rushing it out. Uh. The Browns were getting good pressure today, so it makes sense a little bit. But I don't know. It just, it just didn't like he he hadn't been that kind of player this year, and he threw three picks today. I don't think he had. I'm gonna look it up real quick. He had only thrown seven in the previous what eleven games. Yeah, he had twelve games. So like his interception rate was not high, and he threw three today. Yeah, he so. just looked frazzled <laughs> at, at points. Like, yeah, he, he made a couple key throws, and then there was just, like, some key mistakes that he just made because it, it he, he kind of got frazzled a little bit. Yeah. The only other team he's thrown multiple interceptions on were was the uh, the Niners. And they also have a really they, good defensive line, too, so that probably adds up. Yeah, and the, unfortunately, the Niners also beat them 34-3. to three. <laughs> So, uh, they, they were a little more dominant on that end, but, um, I think, I think now is the time where we should, we should shift to the, to the big story here. Um, is Joe Flacco, is he elite? <laughs> Joe, Joe Flacco is a guy. Is he elite? Is he elite Jed? Look, he's an elite, um, 38 year old quarterback coming <laughs> off the couch in mid November. <laughs> Not gonna say he's an elite quarterback, but for dudes like 
coming out of their mom's living room <laughs> after oh, Thanksgiving. Oh, mom's living room. He he's probably got a family. Come on, he's got kids. <laughs> oh, he said he was watching the the football with his with his family and parents this season. So he was hanging out with his parents and his family every Sunday, and then all of a sudden he's back on the football field. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he five touchdowns. Five touchdowns, two interceptions, and the two starts he's made. He's done as well as you could have asked for. And, like, he has thrown for the most yards this year by a Browns quarterback. So, yeah, he's definitely done more than you could have asked for in these two weeks. And how about this? I think four of his five touchdowns are for more than 30 yards. <laughs> it's probably true, too. <laughs> no, like, all three of the touchdowns today were more than 30 yards. I don't remember what the, the first one last week was. But – like the Browns offense had had an issue with not producing explosive plays and Joe Flacco shows up and all of a sudden they're scoring touchdowns from 40 yards away. <laughs> says a lot about just competency, man. I don't know what else to say. Like he just hit, he hits the layups and he keeps hitting them. Yeah. I think, I think that's the most important part about what he's doing for this offense is he's not, overthinking things he's not making poor decisions he's just doing what the offense gives him and that's exactly what the Stefanski offense is designed to do like it's the offense is designed to have options that present themselves based on the scheme and when you've been a quarterback for 16 years in the NFL you know that one you take those plays because those are the easy ones and two why would you look anywhere else? Like, Especially with his style of quarterback that's like a throwback at, at this point of, uh, in time. Like, you don't see that many true pro- pocket passers anymore. Like, this is just – this is like practically just peanut butter and jelly. Like, perfect match, it seems like. Yeah, it's just – he, he he came along at the perfect time for this team. Um, like, I don't think we expected him to be a savior. I don't think any of us really wanted him to be a savior. He's just um, doing his job, and that's all you could ask for. Like, just like that. That's all you, anybody could have ever asked for out of Joe Flacco in this point of his career. Yeah, I mean, there's always that fear, uh, that backup quarterback bump that you have, but – we got similar stuff out of – I mean, I, actually, I don't think we had this kind of a game out of Brissett last year. Like, I, I did think – hold on. what? Maybe the stat pops up. So I think Jake Trotter tweeted something about it. But, but yeah, I, like it was the first 300-yard game since like 2021, if I'm remembering correctly. So, yeah, like this is a game we haven't seen in a while from a Browns quarterback in the last couple of years. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, there's going to be the people who come out and say, oh, my God, this guy's been here for three weeks, and he's already better than Deshaun Watson. I think you're kind of missing the point here. Um, The fact that he basically just showed up, and this is a guy that's been around. He's been a backup quarterback since he lost his job with with the Ravens for a while. Like, he didn't look this good. That's a credit to Kevin, a huge credit to Kevin. Yeah, I mean, I think the Stefanski offense keeps proving that it's still worth it. Um, 
people that like I think I even saw tweets after the uh, the touchdown pass today, <laughs> the first one on the fourth the the faker the the fake out on third and fourth or fourth and one or whatever it was, and they were like, oh my god, why is he throwing in that situation? That's dumb. It's lucky that it worked. And I'm like, that's not the point. They got the guy, so he's, sucked he's in. running 25 yards open on. The yeah, end they got zone. so sucked in on the play action that it shows you it worked because they were expecting the run and then they just let Njoku just run free. Not nobody paid a single yeah. bit of attention to him in the stadium. Like I saw him go free and the ball was in the air. I'm like, holy crap, he's going to score if he catches this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> obviously, there's been a lot of the, a lot of those kind of plays in the last. The few weeks where he would drop that, but like, and Joku had a really nice first half. <laughs> I don't think they really the the Jags probably looked to shut him down in the second half, and they didn't throw the ball to him very much. But I think he had all ninety one of his yards in the first half, like first multi touchdown game of his career, which feels almost impossible that it's taken this long for him to have two touchdowns in a game, but. Then I think back to some of the quarterback play he's had, and I'm like, yeah, it makes yeah. sense. <laughs> when I saw that stat, too, I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. There's, there hasn't been exactly consistency because of injuries and just overall play. So, that, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it's – I mean, that you saw – I wouldn't say you saw the peak of what the Stefanski offense is today because, good Lord, they still can't figure out the running game consistently enough that it's usable. Um, I mean, you have, and I sent a text to a friend like this. I mean, you're, you, you could only have Kareem Hunt running like he's the tool chest in Home Alone while falling down the stairs so many times in one game. Like, he doesn't have that many left in him oh, anymore. Oh, no. The, the only good thing he has left is is in short yardage, and luckily he came up clutch a couple times. But, yeah, like, hey, it just seems like they've been stuck in the mud in terms of running the ball outside of that. So, yeah, they just need to find some semblance of a running game to at least keep the defense honest in that in some, some form or fashion. Yeah, and I would expect some more of that next week. Uh, the Bears' run defense has been – better of late um it's gonna be i mean the bears defense has been better of late they're not playing like the garbage team they were early in the season they've been playing better um but you know they they've they shocked the lions this week um lions have had plenty of issues of their own but they uh the it's some of these games that we thought were gimmies at the end of this schedule, uh, all all of those teams won today. Just shows you, just so. shows you any given Sunday, like never to take for granted wins because you never know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think that this was a very, very important game to kind of set yourself apart from the rest of the um, the wild card hopefuls, make them chase you a little bit. Um. It keeps pressure on the Ravens to keep mm. winning. Not that they won't, um, but they have a tougher schedule. Granted, I think one of those games might be the Chargers, and the Chargers may have lost um, their quarterback. Yeah, so. and with how their season's going, would you want him to be playing? Because of, like, he, he was already dealing with a finger in injury, so they might 
well just shut them down at this point. Yeah, they're going to lose today, fall to five and eight, and probably just be like, you know what, nah. <laughs> yeah, season's done. Call it a day. Fire uh, St- uh, Staley and call it a day. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that's how today ends. But, um, you know, I think I think we saw a lot out of the, the Browns that we thought we would today. I think we, we talked a lot about the resiliency um, that they had shown all year and how that would affect today and, you know, it was it was clear that you know obviously they're better at home. They're, they're they're six and one at home now, and the one is a game that they barely wanted to play. It seemed. In yeah, I was also at that game, and I did not want to be there by halftime. So yeah, I kind of was with the players on that one. <laughs> yeah, I just I feel like that was a gut a gut punch, really close to to start the the start, and they didn't. They just weren't ready for it. So, um, they got, what, two more home games? At least. Yes, two more home games. They're against the Bears and the Jets. You win those two games, you get to 10 wins. And then you got a bonus for 11 against the Bengals in Week 18. Like, and who knows what the Texans are going to be. Yeah, CJ got hit with a concussion, so, you know, you never know how concussions are, but yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I imagine he'll be back next week or on Christmas Eve. But it's, you know, none of these teams are, none of these teams that we thought were going to be like we thought the Texans were going to be an issue, and they got boat raced by the Jets today, and we thought the Jets were going to be easy, and they kicked the crap out of the Texans, the Bengals. Keep doing whatever they're doing, um, and the Bears have won three of four. So thank God they have the Panthers pick, right, Jed? <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, um, I just had to say it. <laughs> that whole thing's a mess. Um, but you know, I think th- this is the kind of team that that we've been kind of looking for for the Browns for a while. Uh, we, I think we've had some good teams, but maybe not some resilient teams. Uh, we've had a lot of seasons fall apart after Thanksgiving. Um, obviously, the last two weeks kind of let people let people sink back into those feelings. But they came home. They got the job done. Uh, they, I don't think they ever trailed. I don't think they were ever even tied after 0-0. They, they kept at least a three or four point lead the entire game. Like they never were really like the game didn't get out of hand outside of just like the weird turnovers. It, it They felt like they were pretty much in control for most of the game. Yeah. I actually, I don't think that the Jags ever even got within in seven until the very end. I have to, I have to look. Yeah. They at least held a seven point lead for most of the game. Uh, let, yeah. Yeah. It was, Seven nothing, fourteen nothing, fourteen seven, twenty one seven, twenty one fourteen, twenty eight twenty, and then thirty one twenty one. So they they kept the Jags at arm's length the entire game. That field goal at the end was vitally important, obviously. Um, but just a just a team win. Um, shout out Corey Bohorquez who continues to. Be a Pro Bowl level punter. Just 
Um, Seeing that in the stadium, you don't appreciate a punt until you watch it in the stadium when it just like the ball is just flying, just keep going, and you see the the ball tumbling over. It was just such a beautiful punt to watch. Yeah, uh, it's. I mean, unfortunately, the the one punt they really needed him to down one inside the five. It went right into the end zone. At the very that, end, that is the one thing about Corey. He doesn't have a, a lot of touch. He can bomb it if you're back far enough, but he can. You don't really have the touch. Yeah, it was. It was not. I mean, it was a great punting day. Uh, he had his worst punt at the very end. Uh, ended up. I mean, I don't think it mattered all that much. I think they turned the ball over on downs that drive. Mm-hmm. But it was just one of those things. I was watching. And I was like, ah. That's lame. <laughs> it's like, oh crap! They at least they're nerd. They're they at least have decent field position. Yeah, I felt that same way. Yeah, but overall, I mean, I think we saw good things out of Elijah Moore today. He did have one drop, uh, which you know, not great. Um, he wasn't targeted as much as he was last week. Cooper got back on his targets pretty pretty well. Um, he would have he would have had a great day had he not fumbled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not great. Uh, hard to call it a great day, especially when it was just like oh, on the transfer and he kind of held the ball like it was a loaf of bread. Yeah, that was just inexplicable. It felt like watching it. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. Yeah, it's it was kind of just bad luck on his end. He was doing the right thing by transferring the ball to his to sideline arm, and there happened to be a guy just diving at him, and he got the wrong part of the ball when he was yeah, doing it. Like it just yeah. happens. Both of the, the the Browns' first two turnovers were just like, well, that was bad luck. <laughs> the first yeah, one, we, I don't think they'd call well, it pi, but it was definitely like just he got. A guy ran into it. Yeah, you ran into a screen, and then, like, of course, Flacco was thrown to a spot, and it was, of course, the defender was right there. You, you can't really say you blame anybody. It just happened. Yeah, it's just okay. Yeah, <laughs> the Jaguars were more than willing to give it back this, today, which was a nice change. Yeah, they won the turnover, turnover battle four to three. So yeah, you'll take it. Yeah, they won the turnover battle, and they still turned the ball over three times. <laughs> uh, the, the actually the most the most impressive one was actually I mean to be honest, both of uh, MJ's picks were really impressive. But 
the the strip on the first third down of the second half from I think it was uh, Walker and then Anthony Walker was was really good. That was, that was great. amazing. Yeah, I mean that's just that that's what we missed on the field uh, for two weeks. I think I think he was out for both of the the road games or no, he was out for Pittsburgh and for Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, we definitely missed him against Denver, um, and it was, it was good to have him back out there today. I wish we could translate more of this defense to the road. That would be just just fantastic. Uh, but um, because the unfortunate part is, we're not likely going to get a home playoff game if we make the playoffs, unless the Ravens like totally poop the bed going down the stretch, which doesn't feel likely because um, I think they got they now have ten wins. So yeah, there's no. No, not super likely. Yeah, I mean, it's just not it's not something you can really count on at this point. Um, they would have to lose out, and the Browns would have to win three of the last four. So it's just not probably not going to happen this yeah, year. I mean, it is what it is at this point. Just, I mean, it it is certainly possible for the the Ravens to lose their next three. They have to go to Jacksonville and San Francisco, and then they play Miami. They do have a really tough end. That is true. They get the Browns are at least putting the pressure on them to be like, yeah, you got you got to at least make it a, 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 a make it a thing where we have to catch up. Yeah, we're not going to make this easy on you. We're not going to make this easy on you. We're playing an easy schedule. You guys have to go to Jacksonville and San Francisco. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, and the, those are two teams that are competing for the like first seed, like in the in Miami and in the Niners. So they're going to go hard. They're not gonna. They're not going to ease up. Yeah, and Jacksonville is still kind of playing for their. I mean, they got a gift today by the rest of the AFC South losing, but um, they're playing for their division. Yeah, the Texans are not, are definitely not a tough out. So, and they get and they have to face them pretty soon. So, like they they need these wins, like for their division. Yeah, I mean, I think they've I think they've played the Texans twice. Their their last three are actually they they play the Titans twice, which, you know, not a challenge. <laughs> and they play the uh, the Ravens or no, it's the Colts that play the Titans twice. Uh, the, they play the Ravens, Bucks, Panthers, and Titans. Like after after next week, the Jags can hope like for their sake, you'd hope they can coast. Um, because you shouldn't be losing to the Bucks, Panthers, or Titans. Um, but uh, you know the Browns. The Browns put themselves in a good position. They, they've they, they've beaten teams that they should this year. They've won home games, uh, and those are the things you have to do as a, a as a good team in the NFL. You you have to win, beat the teams that are that aren't as good as you, and you have to win at home. Yeah, and like they've done all the things that playoff teams have. Like they have a home winning record. I think they are five hundred on the away, and then yeah, they just took they've taken care of business like they they should against teams that they need to. And they've had some pretty big wins against like playoff hopefuls and Super Bowl hopefuls, like with the Ravens, the Niners, and now the, the Jaguars. So they've they've shown that they're not just like eating off of just getting fat off of weak opponents. They they are at least showing like, hey, we can compete against these guys. Sure, it might not be in the conventional sense, but we're 
we're gonna keep fighting until our, our freaking knees are on the ground. Like until we can we can beat it. We can beat a division champion with PJ Walker and Joe Flacco. And people want to get mad at. I mean, that's where we're and at. People want to get. That's where and, we're at. And <laughs> people want to get mad at Kevin Stefanski in just somehow, some way. <laughs> yeah, no, like at this point, he could get the extension this week. Just, just give it to him. Like I know you're going to do it after the season. Do it now. <laughs> the man has won with four quarterbacks, and one of them is PJ Walker. This is like the second or third time. Just, just give him the contract. Yeah, what, what was the stat that I saw? It was like this is the third time since the merger that a coach has been able to win games with four different quarterbacks. Like, can't you, like only the third time in history since the merger. Like, guys, Kevin is going to be here to stay yeah. for a very long time. This is a coach that yeah. this is the coach that you've been begging for for twenty years. You got him. It, there's no time. It, it, he is the guy, essentially. No, you want a coach that's going to be there for 10 years. Like, you want – you don't want to have to do this all over again every three years. I know that's what we got used to. But, like, we're going to be entering in next season with the same coach for our for the – I think – I think it'll be the first time since they came back that this will be the – that a coach will enter his fifth season. Yeah, because – Butch Davis entered his fourth, and he didn't lasted four. Yeah, he, did. he didn't leave his fourth. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like Terry Robisky that ended that season or something. So yeah, like this is like uncharted territory for the reboot of the franchise. Like, and I know yeah. Kevin is not perfect, but let but let's be real. There's no such thing as a perfect NFL coach. We've convinced ourselves that there is. But there's no such thing as a perfect NFL coach. There are people in Pittsburgh that are willing to fire Mike Tomlin right now just because they've lost two games to the worst franchises currently outside of the Panthers. The Panthers are their own mess. Sorry, Jed, again. But it just shows you that fans are idiots and they don't know any better. It's just that's just kind of. We think we are our own special breed, but sometimes fans are idiots everywhere. And, like, Kevin's a good coach. He should be treated as a good coach. He'll get signed to an extension because he is a good coach. That's simple as that. Yeah. And 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 just because he gets signed to an extension this offseason doesn't mean he's not going to make changes. Like, they could certainly make cha- use to make changes on the offensive side of the coaching staff. Like, they're probably going to have to. But, like, you want consistency – the longer you're, the more consistent you are, the more likely you are to get guys that are higher caliber coordinators that are maybe looking to make the jump. Like if you're, if you're looking for, um, if there's an offensive coordinator out there that maybe wants to, or an offensive coach out there that is looking to make the jump to be a head coach or a coordinator coming to be there with the Browns for a year as like a super, a super sub mm-hmm. in a way. Might be a way to do the way to do it, and because you have a coach that has been there for a while, they're more likely to make that jump. Yeah, and you want that. You want to be a place where people see it as a a jump off point. Like, sure, it's not always great to lose coordinators, but if you are establishing a program that is very well respected, a place that will that will be seen as like, hey, if I go here, I can go get a job somewhere else. That is what you want. And the the benefit is also Kevin's also the play caller. 
you're not going to lose anything. You're really just going to get more ideas to help Kevin out evolve more as he keeps gaining experience like that. That is what you want. Yeah. Like at this point, this is, I mean, this is what we're going to have. And the more people, the more voices you can bring in to keep, keep helping it. Like there's certainly holes in, in what we do on offense. Um, we seem to probably need a revamp of the wide receiver coaching staff. Um, it's just, they're, they're in a good place and you don't want to disrupt what they've built at this point. Uh, like you got one more year, one more draft before you start being able to make first round picks again. <laughs> Hopefully the guy that you traded all those first round picks for is going to play all of next season. Um, I do think he was starting to kind of turn a corner uh, before he broke his shoulder blade. I broke his shoulder. So, um, yeah, for unfortunately sure. we're going to have to wait till next year. Um, I did get texts today about bring making that we have to make sure we bring Joe Flacco back next year. And I was like, dude is 38. <laughs> what makes you think he's going to want to go through an off season program? <laughs> True. It, like he, he he was sitting on his couch. He thought he was practically retired. <laughs> like, we just needed him out of necessity. <laughs> yeah, he was, for some reason, Joe Flacco was the break glass in case of emergency. And nobody thought, hey, Joe Flacco's available. Let's get him. No, we were the only team that really called. <laughs> like, yeah. he was, And he was surprised he even got the call. He was like, wait, you need me? Okay, yeah, I'll show up. Uh, yeah. Okay. And that was it pretty much. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know how much more I can add. I, I think this was when, when Watson went down, I think we looked at this game and saw, okay, maybe, maybe they'll pull it out, but I don't think we're going to mark it up as a win. Even if it's a home game, I don't think we're going to mark this up as a win. We got to get the Steelers and we got to get those three teams at the end of the schedule that we know we can beat. And today felt like a bonus. And because like, it's one of those wins that kind of lets you reset expectations. Yes. The Jags were a little bit beat up, but the Browns were beat up too. Like, and the Browns are down to their fourth quarterback. Like, it's it's not like the Jaguars were playing in uh, some kind of huge disadvantage. They had their quarterback. He might have been hobbled a bit, but he was still doing his thing. Like, these are um, these are the wins that you get when you're a playoff team. And the Browns are a couple more wins from proving that. Yeah, and like. This win went a long way because now the road is so much easier. If like they lost, they would have been in that cluster that we now see in terms of the playoff hunt bracket where if things hold up, we are recording this as the Bills and Chiefs are playing, there could potentially be a cluster of six, seven and six teams and you would have been involved in them. And you don't want to be in a glut of just seven and six teams fighting for their lives. So separating yourself was huge today. Yeah. Yeah, it was – this was about as big as a win uh, that you could get. Uh, Obviously, the Ravens win is probably going to stay as the biggest win of the season. Um, But 
It's about all you can hope for. You just got to win these games. You got to win your home games from here on out. Uh, you win your home games, you get to 10 wins. You steal one on the road, you get to 11. Uh, mm-hmm. You steal both of them. You, you win your last four, you finish 12 and five. <laughs> like, yep. If you finish 12 and five, you're unfortunately probably going to be the five seed still. But like, you put yourself in position to win the division at 12 and five. Um, not saying that's going to happen. Uh, these last four games are probably still going to be pretty brutal, uh-huh. but you have a chance, and that's all this team needs, it seems. Yeah, just get in the door, and this team has been so resilient that they can definitely win a playoff game. I don't know about two playoff games in a row, but they can definitely win one depending on the matchup. It depends on the matchup. I mean, they could draw the Jags again. It would be down in Jacksonville, probably, but... Or they, or it could be the Texans. They could go to Houston twice in three weeks. Like, it could happen. Um, you just gotta, you gotta win the games that you need to win, and those are home games. And then, if you get to ten wins, you're putting pressure on everyone else to get to ten wins. The Broncos have to go four and one, uh, the, and three and one now because they're about to beat the Chargers. Um, the Texans have to go four and, or three and one now. The Colts have to go three and one. The Bills aren't, they're tied right now, last I saw. Yeah, they are tied and they definitely need this win to keep up in the wild card race. Yeah, right but like, put it this way either, either the Bills are going to be essentially eliminated because their schedule is hell for the rest of the season, even if they win this game. Um, I mean, they, they, Honestly, it's up to the Chiefs for to, to speak for the rest of the AFC right now and knock them out. Um, because I don't think anyone wants to play the Bills right now. They're starting to find themselves. For um, sure. Like, yeah, they did, if the Chiefs want, the Chiefs had to put put the, that final nail in the coffin because if they lose, it's practically over. Well, for them. Put it this way. Put it this way. If the Chiefs lose, the Chiefs and the Browns have the same record. <laughs> Just insane. Just insane without this year is gone. Just insane. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs and Browns would have the same record. Uh, I mean, the the Browns would be tied for the third best record in the AFC. Uh, The Dolphins could tie the the Ravens tomorrow, and they should. I think they play the Titans. So, I mean, you're going to have two 10 and 3 teams, and then a smattering of eight and five teams and then an entire host of seven and six teams. <laughs> I mean, the AFC is kind of playing out like everyone thought it would. Um, everyone thought it'd be a bloodbath. It's turning into a bloodbath. Like it's just not in the way you would have thought, but yeah, it's pretty much been what like the, uh, like, yeah, in an unconventional sense of how it's played out. Like I think most people thought the bills would have been on top the Miami would have been behind them, and then just like a bunch, then everybody just is fighting for those three playoff spots. Yeah, I mean, you probably would have thought the Broncos were going to be. I mean, the Broncos are probably where people thought they would be, but you wouldn't have thought they were going to start one and five and then get back to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably don't think the Chiefs are going to be eight and five at this point. Yeah, they, the they would probably have a similar record to what Miami is right now. I would, I would say, like, yeah, probably, but. You know that people thought the Jags would be where they're at, so this isn't surprising. Um, I made a what what is fun, what is fun is 
I think before the season started, and now I can officially talk about this again because I'm okay. not I'm not going to ha- actually have to do it. Before the season started, we were talking in the person in the private side of our Discord about the projections in the AFC, and someone said the Jaguars are going to be the one seed and when you go thirteen and four. And my response was, <laughs> if the Jaguars win thirteen games, I will drive to Jacksonville and wrestle wrestle an alligator. <laughs> remember that i i remember that so because of the browns i will no longer have to drive to jacksonville and wrestle an alligator because <laughs> the best they can finish is 12 and 5 the fact that that was even an option <laughs> you probably were so scared when they were getting close to <laughs> i wasn't gonna bring it up i wasn't gonna bring it up because i knew it was a possibility and i just now realized that this is actually this is the threshold where they can't do it anymore so wow. <laughs> that, oh, that, that makes me happy. <laughs> but would they? Uh, yeah, like the possibility of that even happening, though. Like, what what would it had to happen for you to wrestle an alligator? It, it would have had to be the perfect circumstances. Now that I'm thinking about it, I mean, I'm not sure it'd be legal in a in a relegated <laughs> in like a regulated sense. I'd probably just have to drive out and find an alligator. Uh, but i don't have to worry about that anymore well that's good bud that's 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 really good for you (laughs) yeah yeah that that is that is very good um quick quick uh review of the picks so far um i think this week is going to put us all in a interesting place um as of right now, we still have one game left to decide kind of where we're going to be. Um, Matt, you have the Eagles. Gerbs and I have the Cowboys. But as of right now, Gerbs is leading again with 112 points. I have okay. 111, and you have 110. Dang. Oh, man. <laughs> you, you and I got the Bucks pick over him. Um, and then you and him got the Broncos pick over me. I got picked the Chargers. So Cowboys and Eagles will decide who is in uh, first place. If the Eagles win, you'll be tied for first again, and I'll be one point back. And if the Cowboys win, uh, Gerbs will be in first by one point. <laughs> All comes down to this. I like it. Yep. Um, you were four of five or five of six in the props. The only one you didn't hit was rushing attempts. Um, there was 48. You took the over at 55 and a half. Um, you were the only one that said that there would be a field goal longer than 48 yards. When, when I saw the him set up for 55, I'm like, oh, this is – Dustin doesn't know, but this is more huge than he, than he knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, make or miss. It was an, I didn't say longest field goal make. I said attempt. And they attempted oh. in 55. So uh, we all got the Browns sacks over. Uh, we all hit the Jags total yards under. Um, Browns rushing yards, you guys hit at um, under 126 and a half. They think they finished with 92. Um, yeah, they were just under, yeah. So, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a good day for our picks, I think. And we're coming down to the wire and <laughs> – we may need bonus rounds to decide this. <laughs> we definitely do. We definitely do. 
Um, but uh, I think I think that's about all, all we got for tonight. Um, you have anything else to add? I think I'm good. Okay. Um, we'll be back later this week uh, with the full complement of talking heads here um, on Thursday to break down the Bears game, which is all of a sudden looking a little more, the Bears are looking a little more frisky. Mm-hmm. So it will be interesting to kind of get into that and figure it out. Um, but until then, uh, for Matt Milner, I'm Taylor Jedrzejczyk, and go Browns. Go Browns. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotas, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chipotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.